Blog Talk Radio.
Yeah. Good evening, folks. And welcome to the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. So much going on, so many things to talk about, and we're going to get right down into it, deep into it, into the mud, into the murk, into the joy, into the pain, all of it. Today's date is Monday. Yeah, Monday, March 23rd, 2015, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. And you're with me for just an hour, the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I just want to state right here and right now that I'm going to be, I got to be heading out on vacation April 1st through the 17th. Got another cruise coming up, 14 days, Southern Caribbean. Got to be there. Got to be on the ship. Cruise at least twice a year. So I'm looking for anyone who might be interested in hosting their own, their very own blog talk radio program. And if you're real nice, you can use my account, broadcast whatever you want, as long as it's conservative while I'm gone. Um so uh, if that's something that might interest you, any of my fine listeners out there, uh, hit me up at uh, usmarine1 at hotmail.com. That's my email address. Yeah, 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 yeah. If not, I guess I'll just have to be off the air for a couple of weeks. But, hey, you never know. So here we are. Cruz has announced Cruz has announced that he is running for the office of the President of the United States and has vowed to do what? Yes, he has vowed to dismantle Obamacare. He says that uh, he will repeal Obamacare, and in addition to that, he will abolish the IRS. The IRS will be done. Under his watch, calls for a new generation of conservatives, etc., etc. You all read the judge report, the judge, the drudge report, just like I do. So you know that that's what's going down. So Sarge says that he will volunteer to host the show. Ooh, raw simplify. All right, there we go. Boom, it's all done. Okay, um, hit me up, Sarge. Uh, if you don't know the number, I'll put it in a box, or you just email me, and I'll uh, and I'll send the number to you, and then uh, uh, give you the login information and all of that. Okay, man, you know what? Um, we we've been talking about there not being any Ronald Reagans left. That you know we we were hoping for a Ronald Reagan to contrast the 2012 presidential election. And a lot of us thought thought that, well, if we had a Ronald Reagan or, or someone who was just even remotely close, that Obama wouldn't be reelected now. We wouldn't have him as president. We wouldn't have Obamacare. We wouldn't have all this craziness going on in the whole wide world. It, it'd all be done. That clown will be headed back to Nairobi or Zimbabwe or Hawaii, or wherever the hell he's from. He's certainly not from my hometown of Chicago, Illinois, because we wouldn't have candy ass, a candy-ass guy like that hanging out in Chicago. On the south side to boot, 
if we had that kind of guy like Barack Hussein Obama in our hometown, he'd be on the the west side. Or he'll be on the north side chilling. He'd be across from, you know, uh, 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 Cubs Park. You know, he'd be way north. He'd be way north. He'd be in Rogers Park. He might even be in Evanston. But we don't have candy-ass men on the south side of Chicago. But apparently that's where he's claiming that he hails from uh, in his adopted hometown of Chicago, Illinois. Do you hear that noise? Does anybody hear that chirping noise? Listen. Do you hear that? I have... Damn it. You know what? I've got my windows wide open here. I'm in Georgia right now. And I've got the windows wide open. And these damn birds have chosen the very time that I'm broadcasting my show... To, 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 to sing, to chill, to, to make a lot of noise. I think it's a liberal conspiracy. These are liberal birds outside my very window, inside a tree that's right outside my window, and I swear to God, I'm not making this up. They just started making all of this noise just when the show started. <laughs> All right. Karen has chicks in her living room, and I have birds outside my window attempting to upstage me. Yeah, they've chilled right now. They're not making as much noise. Okay, so now we've all talked about wanting a Ronald Reagan. We've talked about how will we ever see that kind of guy again? Will we ever have a president who loves America, who believes in American exceptionalism? Well, I think we got the guy. I think he's here in the guise of Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, you know what he said? He said, I believe that God isn't done with Americans. Uh Uh-huh. He threw out his first ad in Spanish. Launches at the world's largest Christian university. That's where he launched his campaign. Wow. Hillary, I guess now she's seeing the writing on the wall, and she's made her way to the White House, and she's set to announce. Does anybody even think that Hillary has a chance Ted Cruz is the first to throw his proverbial hat into the ring. (sighs) I'll tell you what, folks. I'm excited right now. I'm really excited about this this upcoming election season. Is anybody else excited? Of course you are. When Ted Cruz announces, folks are doing their damnness already. Liberals are trying to find something wrong with him to bring him down a little bit, to take him down a couple of notches. But folks, it's starting to look, and it's early. I know it's early. But it's starting to look a little bit like we might have our Ronald Reagan. 
Does anybody disagree? The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Who disagrees? I don't know. Todd's American Dispatch. The establishment will try to destroy Ted Cruz. He even kind of looks Reagan-esque, doesn't he? No, I don't have a man crush on him, but I'm just saying. The guy is electric. He's all about what we're all about right now. Who else? Who's going to come close to Ted Cruz? Jeb Bush? Maybe. But that's it. Who else? Do, who, who else? I'm seeing Ted Cruz, Jeb Bush, maybe a Marco Rubio in a vice presidential role. Anybody else? Well, <laughs> let's get started. What is going on with Mr. Obama? Is the dude anti-Semitic or what? What is this beef he has going on with Netanyahu? I mean, let, let, seriously, why is he beefing with another head of state who is not our enemy? Why is he acting petty and unpresidential with Benjamin Netanyahu, a man who, for all intents, is far more presidential than, than Barack Hussein Obama. What's going on there? I mean, he sucks up to all of our enemies, every single one. He just kissed Iran, Iran's ass and sent out a video begging and acting like the punk that he is. And what did the Ayatollah, what was his response? <laughs> here's, here's the thing, folks. How sad is it when the President of the United States sends out a heartfelt, candy-ass plea for unity? And oneness and kumbaya hand holding. And the Ayatollah says, Hey, you know what? I'm going to take your balls off, Mr. Obama, and I'm going to feed them to you. Death to America. You're a punk. I can see that you're weak. I can see that you don't have the stomach for a real fight. So I'm going to spit in your face. And I'm going to come to the White House and take your head off. <laughs> How sad is that? I almost feel sad for Obama. I almost feel embarrassed for Obama. Almost. Death just after Obama releases his candy-ass, pathetic, begging video, the Ayatollah says, death to America, baby. Death to America. We're coming to a town near you, the Ayatollah says. How embarrassing must it be for Barack Hussein Obama right now? Nobody likes the guy except a scattering of black folks across the country. Nobody respects him. Black folks eat. Not even black folks respect the man. You know, and, and when I say that, 
you know what what's up with this furrow with that uh that uh, TV series Empire early on in the series uh Terrence Howard's character was uh allegedly talking to Barack over the phone uh, over some slight that the character's son had issued and Terrence Howard's character was ca- repeatedly calling Obama Barack which infuriated a great many black folks because they believed that the president of the United States was being disrespected on a television show. And that, no, it wasn't it wasn't Terrence's fault. It was those evil white writers because they were a part of Fox, and Fox is out to get Obama. But wasn't it Fox News? <laughs> wasn't it Fox, not Fox News, but Fox that gave us the first black president in a TV series? I believe it was. And in in, in the form of uh, David Palmer was the name of the character. But nevertheless, Barack Obama is no longer respected. He's a lame duck. Almost sad, but still... We must ask the question, what the hell is happening with Benjamin Netanyahu? Why is this guy beefing with our, one of our closest allies? What could he possibly hope to gain? Why disrespect Benjamin Netanyahu the way that he has? You know, someone said on a, on a news broadcast earlier today that um, perhaps – Obama knows, senses, that he, Barack Obama, is not half the leader Benjamin Netanyahu is, not even remotely feared or disrespected. Perhaps Obama senses that. You know, kind of like I'm a young – I remember when I was a young young Marine second lieutenant, and – there was a a first lieutenant who was my instructor at the basic school in Quantico, Virginia. And I fancied myself a pretty tough guy. I fancied myself a leader of men. <laughs> at least that's what I told myself. But this guy was the real deal. He was the real deal. He stood about six foot four. 220, 230, chiseled, you know, he he had that look of a poster Marine. And here I was, this skinny, 147-pound, 5-foot, 10-and-a-half-inch tall Marine. Playing at being a Marine officer, really, just a lowly second lieutenant. I felt inferior to the guy, and I resented him for it a lot. I respected him, but I resented him for it. Because he was the real deal in my eyes. Of course, I got over that pretty quick. But maybe it's Obama. Maybe it's Obama who feels inferior right now. Maybe he feels inferior to Benjamin Netanyahu. After all, BB doesn't need a teleprompter to give a 45-minute speech because he speaks from the heart. Everything he says comes right out of his head. And it's eloquent. 
and heartfelt. Barack Obama can't seem to string a sentence together without his teleprompter. He can't – I mean, seri- I'm serious about this. He can, he can barely string a full sentence together without that prompter while Obama was sitting on a couch man-hugging some dude, smoking weed, and snorting coke. B.B. was a warrior in Israeli special forces. So it contrast the two men together. Benjamin Netanyahu sounds like a man, speaks like a man, walks like a man. He's a man. A man of superior intellect. Only we've been led to believe that Obama has the superior intellect, that Obama's the smart man, that Obama's the genius. Perhaps it's Obama who feels inferior to Benjamin Netanyahu. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll come back and we'll take some calls. Yeah. (laughs) I got to tell you, folks, I am really excited, and not just about my upcoming cruise. I'm really excited about this coming year, that, that everything that's happening this year with Ted Cruz. When Ted Cruz came out, and said, you know, he's running, something that it just energized me. And I didn't, and I'm going to tell you right now, I heard about this at 2 in the morning. 2 in the morning. <laughs> we'll be right back. Hello, my name is Albert Lee Guillory, and I'm the senator for the 24th district right here in beautiful Louisiana. Recently, I made what many are referring to as a bold decision to switch my party affiliation to the Republican Party. I wanted to take a moment to explain why I chose to become a Republican and also to explain why I don't think it was a bold decision at all. It is the right decision, not only for me, but for all my brothers and sisters in the black community. You see, in recent history, the Democrat Party has created the illusion that their agenda and their policies are what's best for black people. Somehow it's been forgotten that the Republican Party was founded in 1854 as an abolitionist movement with one simple creed, that slavery is a violation of the rights of man. Frederick Douglass called Republicans the party of freedom and progress. And the first Republican president was Abraham Lincoln, the author of the Emancipation Proclamation. It was Republicans in Congress who authored the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments, giving former slaves citizenship, voting rights, and due process of law. The Democrats, on the other hand, were the party of Jim Crow. It was Democrats who defended the rights of slave owners. It was the Republican President Dwight Eisenhower who championed the Civil Rights Act of 1957. But it was the Democrats in the Senate who filibustered the bill. You see, at the heart of liberalism, is the idea that only a great and powerful big government can be the benefactor of social justice for all Americans. But the left is only concerned with one thing, control. And they disguise this control as charity. Programs such as welfare, food stamps, these programs aren't designed to lift black Americans out of poverty. They were always intended as a mechanism for politicians to control the black community. The idea that blacks or anyone for that matter, need the government to get ahead in life is despicable. And even more important, this idea is a failure. Our communities are just as poor as they have always been. 
Our schools continue to fail children. Our prisons are filled with young black men who should be at home, being fathers. Our self-initiative and our self-reliance have been sacrificed in exchange for allegiance to our overseers who control us by making us dependent on them. Sometimes I wonder if the word freedom is tossed around so frequently in our society that it has become a cliché. The idea of freedom is complex and it's all-encompassing. It's the idea that the economy must remain free of government persuasion. It's the idea that the press must operate without government intrusion. And it's the idea that the emails and phone records of Americans should remain free from government search and seizure. It's the idea that parents must be the decision makers in regards to their children's education, not some government bureaucrat. But most importantly, it is the idea that the individual must be free to pursue his or her own happiness, free from government dependence and free from government control. Because to be truly free is to be reliant on no one other than the author of our destiny. These are the ideas at the core of the Republican Party, and it is why I am a Republican. So my brothers and sisters of the American community, please join with me today in abandoning the government plantation and the party of disappointment so that we may all echo the words of one Republican leader who famously said, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. Situation report. I see we have American Airwaves, Airwaves America. Why do I keep saying that that way? We've got Sarge in the house. We've got Mary. We've got Lady Michelle. We've got Karen from Idaho. We've got the Evil Clown. We've got the Pendleton Marines out of Camp Pendleton. We've got the Republican Marine, and we've got so many more. But here's what's troubling me right here and now. 
Sarge lives about maybe 30 minutes away, maybe 45. G-Ski, probably the same. May outright refuse to meet me. Dr. C. Robert Jones for lunch. I have offered, not once, not twice, I don't know how many times, I offered to pay. And yet, we've been radio buds all this time, and they won't show. I'm starting to wonder if they're actually real people. Mm-hmm. But anyway, back to the show. Not long after Senator Ted Cruz announced he was running for president, the Democrat National Convention immediately came out and started attacking him, begging for money to oppose his campaign. What liberal hacks don't understand is that we, as conservatives, take this as a good sign. It means that they're terrified of Ted Cruz, which in turn means he's a man with strong convictions who stands on his principles. In other words, he's formidable, and they know it. Check out how they responded. It's guaranteed to put a smile on your face. Here's how it goes. One uh, liberal entity. In what was clearly meant to be an attack on Senator Ted Cruz's presidential campaign, announced shortly after midnight, the Democrat National Committee, DNC, may have accidentally admitted that it's worried about a Cruz GOP presidential campaign, noting in an email to supporters that his announcement sent shivers down their spines. Quote, if you're like us, just reading that phrase probably sent shivers down your spine or produced a pretty serious roll of the eyes. The DNC said in what is called a factivist email to supporters early Monday, early Monday morning, But as of this moment, Texas Senator Ted Cruz is officially running for president, and if we don't do everything in our power to stop him, the possibility of President Ted Cruz could become a reality. Wow. Huh? (laughs) Do you love it? Huh? (laughs) Do you love it? I love it. I'm, I am seriously loving it. He led the GOP's government shutdown. This is what they're saying. It, it listed out three things the Democrats want their base to think about Cruz, and this is one. He led the GOP's government shutdown, costing the economy a, a, sta- a staggering $24 billion as part of a personal crusade to take away quality health care from millions of Americans and give control back to the insurance companies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Clearly, these folks feel threatened. And such a strong response, my friends, so quickly, should be, should be like blood in the water, signaling liberals know there's a good chance they could lose the White House in 2016. 
This should encourage conservatives across America to stand boldly by their convictions, sensing the weakened state of the Democrats. Now isn't the time to retract or back down, but to push back harder and harder and harder. Let's keep this going, folks. There's some excitement in the air. And I know that I'm not the only one who is excited by Ted Cruz's announcement because, you know what, he's not the only candidate who's who's out there. We've got we've got Marco Rubio yet to come. We've got Ben Carson. We've got Jeb Bush. Although folks aren't quite as enthusiastic about Jeb Bush as I thought they might be. But I'm going to ask the question one more time. There are two things that are really cool. The the the, the fact that Ted Cruz has announced and the fact that well, Obama just got slapped. Obama just got slapped in the face by Iran when he threw out that candy-ass, conciliatory, apologetic plea. He may as well have been on his hands and knees begging Iran to see things his way, only to have the Ayatollah tell him to go F himself. How embarrassing is that? The leader, the supposed leader of the free world, just got slapped down by Iran. Wow. And the third topic of this one-hour broadcast, what is going on with Obama and Bibi? At the very least... Obama's behavior is clearly unpresidential. Let's take a call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Yellow. Yeah, right, brother. You know, hey, call. look, uh, uh, um, you know, I know I'm just a mere enlisted swine. You were a field-grade officer and all, but still, I am looking forward to meeting you. <laughs> well, great. Let's get it on before I leave town. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Let's do that. Now, we've got to do it. Now, I've been trying to get you to get in touch with me and pop off some of this M885 bullets out of these SS109556 cartridges that the ATF is wanting to ban because i got about 10,000 of them. Do you? Yeah, I've been stockpiling them man, for a couple of years now. I figured they were going to so do this. I. I, got a, I got a pretty good stash. Let's use up some of yours first, I'm talking first, about though. the green tip stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, I got a whole bunch of it, so I'm trying to get, I can find this new range, the 100-yard indoor range, and I got some M4 carbines I want to test out. Mm-hmm. Which, so which range are you? With me and we need to pop off some rounds down range so you take off for uh, the other regions. I'd love it. I'd love it. Can't wait. All right, we'll, let's, we'll hook let's up make sure we do show. it before you go. All right, we'll do. Will do. And um, our man, uh, G. Ski's in the house, too. We ought to, you know, do that whole thing up, all three of us, at the same time. No, man, that'd be great. That'd be outstanding. Uh, hey, you yeah. know, I got some I got some new, uh, uh, like I said, I got some new sights in. Uh, they're tactical mm-hmm. sights, three power sights. I want to zero them on a 100-yard range. So I forgot about just good, you know, lunch, popping off some rounds down range, it'd be good. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be a great. That'd be a great afternoon. A great, yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. I'm loving it all. Oh, bloody! So thing. listen, let me ask you this, um, 
Sarge, um, what do you what do you think is happening between Obama and Bibi right now? It's very simple. It is as obvious as anything could possibly be. It is quite literally what you see when you have a dispute between a man of honor and a low-down, rotten, no-good snake. That literally is what it is. It's nothing more than that. You have a Bibi Netanyahu, who is a serious world leader, a man, again, of honor and courage, who has led his country through some of the most strife-filled times in his history, who has served it as a soldier, who has been wounded in its service, compared with a no-good, low-down, Marxist, semi-fascist, community-organizing, uh, dope-addled, possible male hustler from Hawaii who knows nothing <laughs> of honor and integrity. And it's clear as to whom is which and what the stakes are in this argument. It's not even arguable. It's, you have a man who, on the one hand, is a sociopathic, nearly pathological liar, who cannot be trusted in anything he says, versus a man who knows the stakes that are facing this country and, in fact, the world, and is calling us to them in the manner of Winston Churchill in 1938. I mean, why is there any argument about this? There well, well, you be. know what? The, 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 the thing is, you know, it, it appears, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sarge, but this is the first time in, in many years, if ever, that an American president has behaved so petulantly and disrespectfully toward a prime minister of Israel. What I mean, I I I just don't get it. I mean, it, 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 oh, it oh, no, no, see, Robert Jones, I know you get it. You do get it. What it is is you cannot believe you are getting it. You know this man's history. You know it as well as anyone. You speak to it often. I I know it seems incredible because being a Marine, and particularly a Marine officer, I have no doubt you too are a man of honor. You find it simply incomprehensible to accept the notion that we have probably the most disreputable, dishonorable, pathologically lying, sociopath, narcissistic, solipsistic, imbecile, frankly, we've ever had in the White House. I know you find it impossible to accept, but you must. And once you do, then it's clear as to why this man is behaving the way he's behaving. It's not even you know it's not even hard to figure out. He's a Marxist community organizer who wants to fundamentally transform this nation from a constitutional republic into something it was never intended to be, nor should it ever be. Well, you know and what? It's clear he, why he, he behaves the way he does once you view him in that light. His history, his writings. All you need to do is read his book. It reveals as much about his psychoses and his neuroses as did Hitler's mind comp. In, in 1930 or 1935, it reveals just as much, and and all you have to do is read it. Then you read the audacity, of hope, and that should sense the deal. You really don't need anything else. But there's an entire public record, a literally trail of slime this man has left in his wake <laughs> since he's been involved in the public eye. There's well, well no, no doubt, mystery as to why he's doing what he's doing. Well, clearly he's failed in his effort to fundamentally transform the United States of America. That's not happening. It's not going to happen. His uh, his executive orders are being struck down, or or, or in the court system right now. Uh, chances are, you know, they're going to be pushed back as well. He's got less than two years left on his presidency, and you know, we've been up in arms about a lot of things that he's done 
But if we can if we can get a, rep- a Republican, a conservative president in the White House, most of if not everything that Obama has done over the the six years or the the eight, or it will be eight years can be rolled back. And but Ted Doc, Cruz has vowed. Doc, mm-hmm. No, go ahead, Doc. Finish up. No, 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 no. Ted Cruz has vowed to to dismantle Obamacare to repeal it. Uh, the IRS thing, that's a bonus. you know. And I believe that if we get a Ted Cruz, even a Marco Rubio, or even a Jeb Bush, we're, we're, most of what Obama has done, the damage that he's done, is going to be reversible. I mean, it's not like we have a New Deal situation here where we have a, a, uh, a president who has served three, four terms, who started out – Enacting things, and now the public has gotten so used to these the, the things. For example, using FDR as an example, that there you can't, you just simply can't take them away. Obamacare is, if it for all intents and purposes, the only achievement of this administration, the only major achievement, and most of Americans completely at bore it. They don't I mean it's it's as if it it is so it is more it becomes more and more unpopular every single day. So repealing it is not going to be met with much blowback. Well, see the the problem though is that every day this man exists in office, and I mean every single day, every microsecond that he continues to exist in office unchallenged as he has been on very important constitutional issues is an affront to the Constitutional Republic. He sets a precedent. Now, it may not be complete, and it will not be, as you correctly point out, it will not be complete by the time he leaves office. But he set, he set the acid in place. You know, like, you know, those old-time pencils they used to use to set explosives? They would set, uh, you, know, yeah. uh, you know, when you I- I initiated the detonator, it set a little, a little vial of acid that would eat away at a, a tripwire. And when acid ate through it, then it would set off the detonator and blow up the explosive. Well, this is what Obama yeah. is doing. His presidency is doing that. We are setting the stage for the Congress to be completely complacent and compliant in the face of blatant, out-and-out, exquisitely evil unconstitutionality. And they are, in fact, being supine and rolling over and allowing it to happen and showing their bellies. And he's setting the precedent. For a future semi-tyrant or tyrant to complete the job or succession of them. Now, can we get uh, 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 candidates and presidents in office who can reverse the trend? I certainly hope so. But it would appear to me that at best, Doc, what we're doing now is a holding action. We're not rolling any of this back. The very best we can say is it's a holding action. And yes, Obama's blatant evil. And a narcissistic, solipsistic, fascist uh, governance is exposed, but it's not being undone, not with anything concrete. And in fact, we have Ted Cruz, whom I dearly adore, his philosophy. I adore his political concept. I adore his charisma and his ability, no doubt, as a leader, who undoubtedly, were he to become president of the United States, would govern well, because if for no other reason, he loves this country. He loves it, unlike this man in the White House. The problem is exactly. he isn't Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, constitutionally eligible either. Now, the good thing about 
his candidacy is it's going to throw a spotlight on Obama because you better believe these leftists are going to come out of the closet and all of a sudden they're going to discover the constitutional eligibility issue and they're going to push it hard as they can. The good thing about that is it will then redound upon Obama. Well, why weren't you asking these questions when he showed up with a foreign-born father and the possibility of being born in a foreign land and his mother being unable to even transmit basic United States citizenship? So wait a minute, sorry. Wait, hold on, hold on, Sarge. You you believe that Ted Cruz is ineligible? Absolutely. He was born okay, a and, Canadian and, citizen, as well mm-hmm. as a citizen of Cuba and the United States. When he was born, whether he wanted it or not, three nations in this world had a legal claim on his allegiance. Now, this is well-established international law. I mean, after all, there were American, German-American citizens. There were German-American citizens who were American citizens by statute, and they were caught in Germany when Germany declared war on the United States, and Germany legitimately drafted them into its armed forces and had a legal international claim on them, even though they were also United States citizens. So then, so then, Sarge, if 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 Ted Cruz is ineligible to run for president of the United States of America, why did he announce last night? You know, I, I, this is what I would like to think, and this is what I suspect actually the case is. I would okay. like to think that he's doing it to draw out the issue on Obama. I would like to think mm-hmm. that, but I really don't think that's the case. Uh, I think he's actually doing it because he says, well, no one's challenging Obama. They're letting him get away with it. Why not me? I love this mm-hmm. country, and I want to govern in his best interest. Maybe that's what he's saying. I wish he wouldn't say that. I wish he would have said I'm not running because I'm not constitutionally eligible. Let me say it again now, uh, Doc. Three mm-hmm. countries under international law had a legal claim on his allegiance from birth, whether he wanted it or not. That is not the definition of a natural-born citizen. When I was born, Doc, no other nation in this world could make a legal claim on my allegiance. That made me a natural-born citizen, as I'm sure you are. That's Mm -hmm, the distinction. mm -hmm. That's what makes a natural-born citizen. Canada, Cuba, and the United States had a legitimate claim on this man's allegiance, whether he wanted them to have it or not. He had no control over it, but I'm sorry. That's what makes a natural-born citizen. So he was a citizen. Is... There's no doubt of his citizenship by statute, by immigration mm-hmm. law, and by 14th Amendment, virtue of the 14th Amendment. But he was not a natural-born citizen. And the only thing that natural-born citizen deals with, the only thing it deals with is eligibility to the office of president of the United States. In every other respect, he's a complete total citizen, except for that one requirement. So then, so then, do you believe that he'll? He, this is just a. He, I mean, Ted Cruz doesn't seem to be, you know, a, a foolish man, uh, anyone no. to trifle. But so then, do you believe that he's doing this? There's there's some uh, thought process behind it, a strategic uh, move of some I, sort. I because, really think, and I hate to say it, because I really love Ted Cruz. I I think Ted Cruz is would, would be just about the perfect candidate if he was Article Two, Section One qualified. Uh, Article 2, Section 1, Clause by Clause. However, yeah. I think he's doing it because Obama got away with it. He's saying, why not me too? Uh-huh. And, you know, and, and if that's the criteria this country is going to adopt from now on for presidential candidates, let's at least have one who loves this country and wants what's in its best interest. 
in the form of a constitutional republic. That clearly isn't Obama. I definitely strongly feel that uh, Ted Cruz, despite his lack of constitutional eligibility, would in fact govern in that manner. He would govern in the manner of Ronald Reagan, at the very least. Yeah, but, sure. maybe but, even better. It, it, what, right, but once the doors once the doors are open and and someone can 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 become president who is not a natural born citizen, then that would leave the door open for uh, someone. Uh, exactly, like, Doc. Look. Ted Cruz has admitted as such. When he's, what did he say he was going to do a few months ago? He said he was going to formally renounce his Canadian citizenship. He knew because he knew that they did have a claim on his citizenship, whether he wanted mm-hmm. it or not. That's why he had to go to the formal stage to do so. Intellectually, he understands he's not a natural-born citizen. He never has been from the moment of his birth. The only way he could have been a natural-born citizen is for both of his parents to have become citizens before he emerged from the womb, and they didn't do that. His father didn't do that. His father didn't become a citizen until he was like seven or eight years old. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's... And there's no way to undo um, that. I'm sorry, you can't unring that bell. He can't crawl back in his mother's womb and get born again. I'm just sorry. No, he can't. At least I don't know it being done anywhere. But, But the thing is... Here's the thing. If what you say is correct, and I have no, I have no doubt that 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 it's not. Um, I mean, there's so much involved now. He he's he's announced uh, that he's running for president. If he is found to be ineligible and it is challenged in the court system, then yeah, that would uh, shine the light on Obama. But it also embarrassed Ted Cruz. And what about donors and super PACs and all that stuff who are going to be pouring money into his campaign? You know, it's, it's going to be a big old Doc, mess. Doc, huh? we got more and more. This is, what, this is what's wrong with the United States today. More and more people could give less of a damn about the Constitution of the United States. They really don't. They, well, I mean, it, it's clear. It is clear. I don't think most of his donors would be a bit troubled by it. They say, well, we're not constitutional scholars. It's not our job to sort this out. We were just giving the can money to a candidate we thought was good, even though many of them probably do suspect something would be amiss with this candidacy constitutionally. But they're just going to ignore it. Like so many people, I suspect the fix is in to ignore this issue. The Democrats have tried something like eight years since 2004 when they got whip of Barack Obama at the Democratic National Convention. They've tried something like six or seven times to negate the Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5, Natural Born Citizen Requirement, and there's a reason for it. You can go back and look yeah. at the record. Go look at the House Res- Senate Resolution 511, sponsored by Clara McCaskill and co-sponsored by, guess who, Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. There's a reason for all of this. The globalists want to be in charge. They want to be able to put whoever in that office they think they need to to implement the globalist agenda of George Soros and others like him. And this is but a first step. And if they do it with Ted Cruz, well, the conservatives and the Republicans, look, they allowed it to happen. Clearly, nobody thinks that being an Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5 citizen means that you have to have two citizen parents and you have to be born on the soil of the United States. Nobody feels that way anymore. That's obsolete. Okay. Well, be, being that being that as it is, what do you think Ted Cruz's chances are? Uh, I think they're fairly good, actually. I really do. I think that uh, the man is going to appeal to that segment of this country that has been forgotten and overlooked by the Republican National Committee. He's going to appeal to that segment of the population, particularly the evangelicals that stayed home in the last couple of elections. 
They literally did not vote. I, I even spoke to that today. I think he's going to appeal to that group. He's going to appeal to many of the conservatives who the Republican National Committee also despises in the Tea Party and other groups. And when these people come out to vote, that's going to make the difference. Now, we got Hillary Clinton, who is a natural-born citizen and completely qualified, at least constitutionally, to be president of the United States, but is an absolute Marxist who hates this country as it's presently constituted, probably just a notch or two lower than the one, the creature that inhabits the White Hut now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what do you clear, think her chances look, are? Look, I'm going to tell you the truth. My heart tells me, look, Ted Cruz won. I'm going to say, run, Ted, run. But my intellect is telling <laughs> me, man, you ain't eligible. You're just not. Well, how much, how much no, I no, like you? No, no doubt. Hold on a minute, uh, Sarge. We have another call on, but today on, all three of us will be on. You're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hello, C. Jones. Oh, no, it's Maze. Hey, Maze. It sure girl. is, isn't it? And you got Sarge over here spouting <laughs> out all of that nonsense. What do you think of Ted Cruz's announcement, Maze? What I think about it. All the things mm-hmm. that y'all been arguing about against the president, and he's not a citizen. That's not what I said. What I think about it? That's not what I said, Mays. I think of another several parallels. They just put him out in the opening so they can, I guess, trash him. Ted Cruz is another Sarah Palin. Yes. You do realize Sarah Palin is a woman. So. <laughs> okay. All right. She just got ignored facts at her at her convenience. So don't worry. <laughs> I'm not trying to be disrespectful, Maze. I just I just they both lost. Okay. All right. Okay. You know, Sarah Palin's no no light not the lightweight she's been projected to be. But but the court's going to say it's okay to break the law. I guess you and Sarge are satisfied with that, huh? What do you mean? Don't worry, now, 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 I just got through Mays going through a great deal of exposition explaining why go it again, Ted Sarge. Cruz isn't constitutional. I don't know what you want me to say. I'll say it again in case you didn't hear me. He is not eligible under Article 2, Section 1, Clause 5. In order to take the oath of office of President of the United States, you must satisfy the three criteria in Article 2 of the United States Constitution. He's not eligible. What do you want me to say? Well, if he's not eligible, why everybody holding up the flags and hooray, hoorah? Am I supposed to speak for well, everybody now? I'm him. speaking for Sarge Mays. That's all okay. I can speak for. I can speak for that's everybody. What everybody. That's what everybody speaks for, but does that mean that just because you speak, everybody got to agree? No, Mays, you will not agree with Ted Let Cruz, see, no matter y'all. what he says. I already know that. And a lot of people okay, like you it. will not agree with Ted Cruz, no matter what I he don't says. have to. That's okay. But what is he saying to run anyway? He's saying he wants if to repeal he Obamacare. He He's saying he wants to return to constitutional governance. He's saying he wants to stop federal government overreach. He's saying he wants to secure the borders. He's saying he wants the United States to take its proper role in international affairs as a leader and standing up for its allies. He's saying any number of things I completely agree with. Didn't you listen to the man? And so is Ryan Paul and all the rest of them saying nothing. Well, vote for them, Mays. I don't know. I'm not voting for them. I haven't seen anything to vote for to yet. vote or not to vote for them or ignore the issue. <laughs> I, yes, there are innumerable people who are saying essentially the same uh, message so just, as Ted Cruz. 
Ted Cruz is probably the most preeminent amongst them. Can I ask you a question? Do you think it should be mandatory to vote? No. Why not? Because we don't live in a tyranny. How do you You get get the right to vote or not vote? That's not something that government is supposed to compel you to do. How do you get how do you get rid of uh, uh the voting rights act? If you got rid Let of the Let me say it again, Maze. Everybody uh, would have uh, the Voting Rights Act will remain in place without the government compelling us to vote. Excuse me? It wouldn't why do we have one in the first place? Why don't we have the same right as everybody else to vote? Uh, yes country? you do, Maze. No, you, you have the same not. right why to do, vote as every other citizen of your state. I don't know what you're talking about. Why do they have a voting right act, George? Because because there is a 15th Amendment to the United States Constitution, and the legislation in the Voting Rights Act is meant to undergird the common law amendment that is the United States Constitution. You need common law black-letter legislation to undergird constitutional amendments. That's why don't they just remove it? Why don't they just remove no it? No doubt. It won't be that at all. Oh, it's hard explaining things to Maze, but no, I'll it's not hard to explain it anything is. to you. I it's hard to explain to you and C. Jones. Well, you know what, Maze? We we we're running out of time. We've got less than three minutes left, so we got to get well, out of here. Well, it was nice but, talking to uh, you again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on back. Soon. Yeah, come on back tomorrow, Maze. I know we'll, you enjoy we'll me. Take this issue up. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know damn well I am. Yeah, we'll. Yeah, of course I'm right. I'm right here, beautiful Swanee, Georgia. Come on over. But listen, you have um, questions to get rid of the nonsense that we hear. <laughs> All right. So white, so we got the white power, from the white uh, power yeah. movement. We have to. <laughs> no oh, doubt, no doubt. Well, well, it I got to talk gotta, to you, Maze. I enjoy our conversation, as usual. believe it or not. Mm-hmm. So y'all have a good yeah. one. You too. Yeah. All right, thanks good for hearing from hey, you. Hey, thanks. All right, good, great, great. Oh, Maze is always so much fun. But, uh, and you know what, I'm so glad that when she calls in because it just kind of lightens the mood. I don't know it why. It does, it does. I really love the woman. <laughs> Believe it or not, I really love yeah. the woman. I mean, I do. She's just so exaggerated. No, 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 really, I do too. Yeah, I do too. I think she's great. But, uh, you know, she, but you're not going to, no matter what you say, no matter how logical it is, she's not having it. She doesn't want to hear it. But we gotta, yeah. we got to go. Sarge, I'm gonna give you my number uh, in the in the in the box here. Uh, get with me, man, so we can uh, we can set things up, and uh, I'll get with um, with G, and uh, and then you're gonna take over, right? While I'm out. Roger, Will Coe. All right, man. I'll check with you later. Thank you for listening. Thank everybody for listening tonight. It's been great. You guys are wonderful for. Um, you know, for for listening to the show, taking the time an hour out of your busy day or evening to listen to my show, I'm so honored by that. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. We're out. Through early morning fog, I see visions of the things to be, the pains that are withheld for me. I realize and I can see That suicide is painless It brings on many changes And I can take or leave this If I please The game of life is hard to play I'm gonna lose it anyway, the loser.
Take or leave it if I please. 